0: Sit Hill Podcast. This is Megan.
1: Welcome back. This is Medina.
0: And we are so excited about today's episode. So
1: freaking excited, <laughs> if you can't tell.
0: Like, hyped up all week. I've been thinking about it all week. I'm super stoked to get into today's topic, which will be hot girl shit.
1: Yes. We can't talk right now. We're doing hot girl shit. Girl shit. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, gosh. Where to
0: begin? There's so many things that come with hot girl shit. Like, it's not just a TikTok trend.
1: No, it's not. Before we dive in, let's do our weekly check-in. How have you been, Meg? I know I'm so excited to talk about hot girl shit. This is trending. It's fun. Yeah. It makes me feel young and in <laughs> tune with we all the other kids. Fine. We are very young, but... Um, all right, well, how have you been, Meg? How's been, how have things been going for you this week?
0: So this week has been good. I had a day off because of the holidays, so that was nice. Um, gave yeah. myself that extra day of rest to collect myself, do my hot girl shit, get my shit together. Um, so, you know, it's been a good week, but I'm glad that it's over. <laughs> As always, I look forward to the weekends.
1: Yes. That, how have you been? That is a mood. Um, this week was Good. I think there's definitely a different mood (laughs) between us recording last week or our week last week and this week. Yeah. Um, Agreed. I feel like this week I was definitely able to kind of pick myself up a little bit more and it kind of went by fast. I think Mm -hmm. also we need to acknowledge this week was monumental. Yes. (laughs) There's, uh, we have a brand new president and vice president. Which is amazing. So I think that happening, that uh, yeah. transition of power in a, a positive way, kind of carried me through the week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So doing well. Also excited that it's Friday, or mm-hmm. yeah, week is over, or almost over. Um what do you feel kind of, what kept you going this week? What kept me going? Oh, man. Um, I feel like this week was like a blur. Huh. I
0: don't know, just like positive interactions with people. I had therapy this week, so whenever I have therapy, I always feel like I have a better week because I mm-hmm. have that space to like get stuff off my chest and you know, I was feeling really down last week and not like in a good place and talking to my therapist. Like she really just put stuff like out in the open for me. And I was like, Oh, I don't have to feel bad about that anymore. Like, cool. Yes. Um, so that was a nice, like pick up midweek to be able to carry myself for the rest of the week.
1: Yeah. Do you see your therapist biweekly? Yeah. Me too. And I also had therapy this week and oh. I agree. I, I've been working with this new therapist. This might be like our maybe our fifth time seeing each other. Mm-hmm. That might it might be our fourth. Um so we're still kind of new in establishing the therapeutic relationship, but agreed with with what you said. I I definitely feel like the weeks that I have therapy, even if there's a lot going on, I feel a bit lighter just to kind of have that space mm-hmm. to Talk about whatever I want to talk about and whatever comes up for that 50 minutes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. So that is great. So uh, should we just dive in? I mean, we've both. Yeah, I mean,
0: I'm ready to like just go all in and go for it.
1: Let's do it. Introduce. This was Megan's idea and (laughs) I love it. I feel like when she said it, I'm like, let's do it right now. Like, what do we, what do we need <laughs> to wait for? We don't need to put together a, an itinerary, and agenda. Let's just do it. Full right, right, But there is a little bit of organization behind the scenes.
0: Yeah, of course. There has to be some sort of structure. or It would be like a free-for-all. Yeah. Um, so as most of you may or may not know i recently got onto the tiktok trend
1: mm-hmm. so
0: i was i held off from downloading tiktok for so long because i was like i'm so old like i'm not old I'm only 26 And i was like it's another social media account that i have to keep track of and like i just don't feel like dealing with it and like nothing will ever live up to mine like r.i.p
1: oh so Vine. <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh
0: so I held off on TikTok for so long and then I recently downloaded it because like we're kind of still in quarantine and there's nothing to do. Yeah. Um, so I was seeing a lot on TikTok of this voiceover where it'll be women and girls and they're like, I can't talk right now, I'm doing hot girl shit. Yes. And then the camera will cut, but it's them like in their bed with like a blanket wrapped around them and it's like <laughs> waiting to text me back or like you know ignoring all the other guys in my DMs because like the one that I want doesn't want me and I'm like no that's not hot girl shit. Like, yeah. We can't do that.
1: Yes. Yeah, it has taken off on social media, but I in preparation for us talking about hot girl shit, I did a little bit of research, you know, for for the people, giving the people what they want. Yes. And I found out, or how did hot girl shit kind of come about? This trend, this saying, this kind of embodiment for people, and it it kind of evolved from hot girl summer, if we could oh. remember that, which was all about living your best life. Also coming from Megan Thee Stallion.
0: Yeah. And my. Lord and Savior, oh my god.
1: <laughs> I know, I feel like you are a huge Megan The Stallion fan. Yes, I am. <laughs> yeah, and that's a beautiful thing. Um, so it came from Hot Girl Summer, which she also coined and created, and which was all about living your best life that summer, kind of owning where you were at, just mm-hmm. really not giving a shit about what anyone else thought about you um and it was a really great excuse to just do what you wanted not that we need that excuse or need permission from others but really kind of a lap paved the way we sh- we shall say for mm-hmm. hot girl shit so i think this is the fun part of seeing how social media can take something and completely turn it into in a way what it is or twist it in a way Mm -hmm. um but I do want to spend a moment talking about Megan Thee Stallion in a way because she's just like a great role model she's such an inspiration and I mean you know way more than her way more about her than I do
0: I mean, I don't know much about her. I just love her. Like, I want to hang out with her. Like, I feel like she's so cool. And it's always interesting when I hear people be like, oh, she's such a great role model. Because then you'll hear, like, a lot of parents that are like, oh, well, like, her music's really inappropriate. Like, it's Mm. very hypersexualized." And it's like, well, she doesn't make music for kids.
1: Yes. She's not the
0: Wiggles. Like, she's not going (laughs) to... This is not kids bop. Yeah. So, you know, her whole thing is about just, like, owning who you are and being, like, a bad bitch and owning your sexuality and sexual liberation and being vocal about those things, which, like, there are other female artists who have done that, but I feel like she is such a front-runner, like, her, Cardi B, like, even going back to, like, Missy Elliott, Little Kim, like, talking about, like, our anatomy and, like, what we want and what we like and, like, really tearing down the idea of, like, women can't say what they want in bed. Yes. And, like, that's hot girl shit, like...
1: It is for bullshit. being
0: vocal about what we want and what we need.
1: Yes. It's a cultural reset, is what it yeah. is. And it is so... Which is what we needed. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, so, so well needed. And thank you, Megan Thee Stallion, and everyone else who contributed and kind of set the uh, path for her to really embody that in that way. Yeah. Yeah, based off of what you said, I mean, I think what also really even more so kind of sets her apart is that she definitely has this completely like me centric approach where yeah it's like her demeanor yes yeah Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's very much about kind of that embodiment confidence self-love empowering yourself empowering Mm -hmm. others just Mm -hmm. kind of owning it in a way Yeah,
0: absolutely. And owning it unapologetically, which if
1: you're an OG Heel with
0: Medina fan, I was on an episode in season one where we talked about showing up unapologetically and loving yourself unapologetically. And I feel like Megan is one of those women who does that so authentically, where she's just like, okay, well, like, if this dude don't want me, I know there's another line of dudes Mm. that do, like, and I don't need them anyway. Like, they're just an accessory.
1: And I'm like, what a concept. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, she does not get caught up in the drama that is men, and that's for sure. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's a, a really important role model, inspiration, kind of a, a figure, an expander, however we want to think of it right now in the world, especially because, I mean, who who does TikTok... well? I was going to say, who does TikTok mostly kind of appeal or kind of, uh, you know, their target audience, target client, and it's teenage girls, you know, teenage girls and young women. I mean, obviously, so many people use the app now, of course, but I feel like even to have this kind of be a really big cultural reset or a cultural kind of becoming more of a cultural norm, that it's okay to love yourself, it's okay to unapologetically recognize what isn't worth your time, your effort, your energy, and to be able to actually say no to those things because you're doing hot girl shit. That's right.
0: Yeah, And hot girl shit isn't always, like, fun stuff either. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have a client who I've literally used this as a therapeutic intervention, <sighs> which that shows how, like, far off the deep end I
1: am. Like. mm I don't think you're far off the deep end at all. I think that it really shows how well you can relate to your clients, especially because you you work really closely with young women and kind of teenage girls um, or young adult girls. So I I think that you're in the know, you know what's happening, (laughs) you know the trends, we're, you're not old, we're not old in any way. It's, it's you kind of bringing that realness into the therapy room or into the therapeutic yeah. relationship.
0: Yeah. Because, you know, we did a lot of talk about like black and white thinking and just like self care and like having boundaries with yourself. And I was like, you got to do hot girl shit. And like, what's hot girl shit. It's going to therapy. It's yeah. processing your trauma. It's making sure you're drinking water. It's taking your medication or your vitamins or whatever have you. You know, it's eating greens, like, it's the stuff that we don't really want to do, but like,
1: we got to do it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's, that brings up a really good point that, and I, this ties in so well with self-care, which we talk about so often, where it's not just posting that picture and feeling so great about posting that picture. I mean, yes, that also falls onto, under this bigger umbrella and category of what hot girl shit means, but Ultimately, it is about kind of owning your reality, however that might be, or kind of having accountability for your own reality, um, especially with kind of adopting a healthier relationship with yourself. Mm-hmm. So,
0: yeah, like I frequently ask myself, like, what would Megan do? And not like me, Megan, like Megan <laughs> the Stallion. Like, what would she do? Yeah. And she would probably be like, I don't care what this person thinks. Like, I'm going to do what I need to and, you know, go about my life and live it the way that I want to. And that's the end of the conversation.
1: Yes. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. Yeah. I think that also can be so helpful when we recognize that we're having a hard time, whatever kind of hard time we're having. It's how do we kind of switch perspectives in a way or switch lenses switch camera views however we want to look at it where you know if we recognize we're having a hard time whether it's the way that we're caring about ourselves or the thoughts that the type of thoughts we're having you know tuning into or leaning into this statement or this phrase of kind of being a hot girl or doing hot girl shit is really empowering to kind of recognize hey I don't Have to feel this way, not that we wake up and choose how we feel, and when we're kind of depressed or anxious. But that I can practice kind of something else, which oftentimes is opposite action, aka doing hot girl shit.
0: Right, like in one of her songs, because I could quote all of them all the time. And she's like, "I'm a hot girl. I do hot shit. Spend his income on my outfit. Mm
1: -hmm. Like,
0: I don't text quick because I'm not thirsty, and these (laughs) bitches are mad." And, like, she's just, like, living. Like, she's, like, okay, well, like, you don't get to, she has another song where she's, like, don't comment on things you don't pay for. Like, she's, Mm -hmm. like, I don't need Amanda to financially support me. Like, if you want to talk about my nails, pay for them. you want to talk about my hair, pay for it. And I'm, like,
1: that's such a, like, I was, like, mind blown. Like, it's incredible. And I think what makes it so powerful is that, It's such a rigid boundary that she's communicating underneath. Right, right. If you aren't going to contribute to my being, then the boundary is very much rigid and secure that you don't get to talk about it, be a part of it, kind Mm -hmm. of involve yourself where it's not your business to involve yourself. Right, right.
0: Staying in your lane is free.
1: Like... (laughs) staying in your lane is free. Hold on, I need to write that down. Maybe we're going to make merch about that or something.
0: (laughs) We'll revisit that.
1: (laughs) It's so true, though. And that's what kind of tying it back, of course, to hot girl shit is that it's underneath all of that is I'm living my life. And again, unless you are helping me, supporting me, all those good things, then you don't get to be, you don't get to have that much access to me.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sure, you know, really redirecting that power back into yourself, because I think oftentimes we, what's the word I'm looking for? We unknowingly give that power away to other people Mm. um, of like, oh, well, like this is what I should be doing. And this is my, the box that I should fit in to keep other people comfortable. And I think what comes with hot girl shit is it makes other people uncomfortable because it's like, well, I'm so secure in myself that I don't need you. I don't need your validation. I don't need your words of affirmation because I can get them from myself. Yes.
1: Yes. We just need to take a moment to appreciate that truth and that realness because ultimately it's the like highest setting of self-love that mm. I got for myself, I can provide for myself in whatever capacity we think of pr- providing. And mm. ultimately, I'm good. And I think also, I just had a thought, <laughs> <laughs> where do does the line blur between... Being completely self-dependent, where I don't need someone's money or validation or all that stuff, versus kind of being hyper-independent as a trauma Mm. response.
0: I was going to say, I knew that's where you were going with this. I
1: love bringing this up. (laughs) No, I think, you know, the context
0: of what your relationships look like when you're in that space is really important because Mm -hmm. hyper-independence as a trauma response is we have that wall built because we're shutting people out. Um, And it's like, well, I don't need you because you're going to hurt me, you're going to leave me, you're going to take advantage of me because that's happened to me before. Um, When we think of it in the lens of, like, hot girl shit, it's like, well, I don't need you because, like, not that you're going to hurt me or I think that something's going to go wrong, but like, I just don't need you. Like we can have a relationship and be cordial and I can let those walls down. But at the end of the day, like I got me, I don't need your money. I don't need your validation.
1: Yes. You just m- deciphered that so beautifully. And and the way that I understood it is hot girl shit is at, at, in the root of it or the foundation is security within themselves mm-hmm. Whereas with hyper-independence, kind of as a trauma response, which we can talk more about, is uh, there is a fear of abandonment or a fear of disappointment. So Mm -hmm. that foundation is a bit insecure, which is why we keep others out, because we don't even want to extend ourselves, of course, because of the experiences we've had in other times of our lives. You know, it's based off of fear that. We don't want to get hurt ultimately in some way, shape, or form. So we just keep everyone out. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Just some food for thought, you know, things to think about. It definitely is some food for thought, especially, again, because this is so trendy right now. So mm-hmm. even off topic, but on topic, you know, how did something like hot girl shit that is very much a ownership over their experiences their their uh looks their beliefs their style attitude boundaries all of that get convoluted to the other, the dark side of the TikTok trend, <laughs> like we talked about, where yeah. girls are crying and simping over boys. I can't believe I just used that word simping. <laughs> gosh, gosh. Um, and kind of engaging in those self-destructive or self-sabotaging behaviors. You know, mm-hmm. I saw a TikTok, and in no way, shape, or form am I shaming these girls, women, whoever it is, Um, but I saw one that, it was a girl, it was like, I can't talk right now, I'm doing hot girl shit, and she had a box full of jewels, or whatever, I I don't think they're called jewels anymore, but those vapes, and Mm. she was like, I'm fiending for the last drop of each of my vapes, and she was going through every single one, she must have had like 50 in the box, and I'm like, hmm... How, how did that get translated from this yeah, to yeah. that? Again, nothing wrong with what she's doing, her business. I'm going to stay in my lane. But where did it get convoluted? What do you think?
0: And I think, like, because self-deprecating humor is so popular and it's so ironic and so relatable, I think that's where the lines got blurred. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'll admit, I've laughed at those TikToks where yes. it's, like, some girl who's, like, Done off She's got lashes on, like her highlights popping. She's like, I can't talk right now. I'm doing hot girl shit. And then it cuts, and it's like, her just sitting on the couch in the dark, and she's like, I wish he would text me back. And yeah. Like, oh no, like girl. Yeah. That's because such it's a good so point. much easier, especially because I feel like a lot of these, I can't talk right now. I'm doing hot girl shit. TikToks are related to modern dating. Um, which would be a whole other episode of what it's like dating in a pandemic and just in our generation and ideas about dating. And, um, oh, my God, I lost my train of thought.
1: Shit. It's okay. It'll, it'll come, come back, back. to you. When it does, just, just interrupt me. But that's okay. such a good point. It is. It definitely is self-deprecating humor, which is so relatable because it's funny. Yes. Because it's funny, and it's easier for us to talk about the hard things when we make fun
0: of ourselves. Mm. So, you know, no girl, guy, girl, gay, they, whoever in between wants to be like, oh, like, you know, I just wish she would text me back. Like, you know, I really like him, and I, I really wish he would just give me the attention. Because then it's like, oh, like, get over yourself, you know? like. Mm you know, and like, they don't get the validation they need, right. but you turn it into a TikTok where it's like, I can't talk right now, I'm doing hot girl shit. And it's literally that. And like people think it's funny because it's like, oh, well, I can relate to that. Right. And like, oh, there's a weird irony there because like, we all know that that's not hot girl shit.
1: Yes. And I think where the big gap is and why self-deprecating humor is so relatable and why it's so easy for us to joke about our experiences rather than be direct, what happens there is we skip over the opportunity to be vulnerable with someone else, Absolutely. with whoever we're talking to or sharing with. Again, I, I think it kind of comes back down to... Fear of how this person's going to receive it or how they're going to respond, not feeling safe or whatever, maybe emotionally safe to be vulnerable and say, hey, I'm really missing this person. I'd wish they'd text me back rather than having to make a, a TikTok about it and get a, a million views and likes and whatnot, because either way, it's relatable. So it, right. it's interesting to see the the trend of how things kind of or how that kind of came to be Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so what do we do about that how do we cure it
0: oh man i know i mean a lot of the work i do with my clients is about being vulnerable and the discomfort of learning to be comfortable with vulnerability Mm. um because it's such an important and integral piece to maintaining like strong foundational relationships in our lives of you know, you want to have a really strong bond with someone, but you're not willing to sit in that discomfort and say, "Okay, I'm going to be vulnerable with you." It's like, well, the you know, that relationship stays at kind of a surface level, or it only goes so deep. Where yeah. um, if we're not able to do that, then we kind of move through life with unfulfilling after unfulfilling relationship, and that can cause a lot of issues, whether it be disconnection with self, feeling disconnected from others. Feeling unworthy, um, even though we shouldn't find our worth in our relationships or other people. But yes. if you're fine you're not finding that connection that we're yearning for because we're not allowing ourselves to be vulnerable and open up, then it's like, what are you really getting out of these
1: interactions? Absolutely. What what purpose or what yeah what purpose are they kind of serving you? Whether it's interaction or a person, a relationship, a hobby, whatever it is, mm-hmm. that's really deep to to kind of think about that food for thought of how self-deprecation which we can even use synonymously as skipping over vulnerability kind Mm -hmm. of leads us to feeling really disconnected with ourselves with others that it's almost like a straight path that the more that we self-deprecate even if it kind of gives us temporary relief in that moment whatever that might be or makes us feel better in that moment kind of a long term or the more that that pattern continues the more that it it unconsciously kind of harms us mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. that is something to think about I feel like we just kind of discovered something
0: yeah I think we're on to something here
1: I think so too I also um With self-deprecation, and I I think you and I have talked about this before kind of personally, where it is interesting, well, I don't know if interesting is the right word, but with self-deprecation, the more that we talk about ourselves in a certain way, regardless if it's in a positive way or a negative way, the more that we start to believe those things about ourselves. Absolutely. Absolutely we're writing a new narrative and we've
0: definitely had this conversation on a personal level because I used to have this terrible habit where I'd be like, Oh, I'm so annoying. Mm. I'm trash. Like I'm garbage. And like, I'm laughing as I'm saying it, but like, I thought those things about myself. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was a way for me to deflect to say, well, this is how I really feel, but I'm going to change my tone and the way that I present it to make it easier for others to digest. And I don't make other people really uncomfortable.
1: Yes again, skipping over vulnerability of kind of sitting with the hard feelings or the uncomfortable feelings, um, but rather making it lighter Mm -hmm. for others or maybe even for ourselves, but kind of like really unconsciously or or unintentionally harming ourselves. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. I do think that healing, whatever kind of healing, however we want to think about it, um, is comes down to two things repetition and consistency and Mm -hmm. so the more that we if we tell ourselves we're trash every day not even in a very direct way um, but if we like you said kind of text a friend and be like I'm so annoying I have a question or however it may come out the more that that becomes repeated and the more consistently we do that well the more that We start to believe that. So if they can be so powerful in such a not-so-positive way, then think about how powerful it can be when we use those powers for good, essentially, or when we use them directed towards feeling better or kind of lifting ourselves up.
0: Yeah, like I'm so big on affirmations and all those things, and because we're talking about TikTok today, I'm pulling up a TikTok that I had seen – um that had to do with affirmations and they it was made
1: into a song yeah I was like oh this is so cute like I love this and I have to try and find it I love um, that song I know exactly what you're talking about yes so <laughs> it's I am healthy I am wealthy I am
0: rich I am that bitch I am gonna go get that bag I am not gonna take your shit I am protected well respected I'm a queen I'm a dream I do what I want to do and I'm who I want to be
1: yeah and
0: like Instead of me telling myself, oh, I'm so annoying and I'm trash, I tell myself that. And then I'm like, okay, pop you <laughs> like,
1: Yes. I don't need you to tell me who I am because I already know. Absolutely. Yeah. I also love that sound so much. And I love that someone... I don't know if it was originally a song or if someone turned it into a song. But it's one of my favorite videos to come across on TikTok. Yes. Because it's even... I would say almost in every video that I've seen using that sound or those affirmations, it's women owning themselves or, or whoever it might be in the video, not just women, but they're owning themselves. They're feeling good about themselves. And honestly, I'm just, I'm here for a world and a society where we feel better about ourselves and, and own it. Absolutely. proudly.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And then, you know, on the other hand, what I've been seeing on TikTok is, there's a lot of spinoffs of hot girl shit. Yes. Which have been so interesting. Um, like a big one I've seen is I can't talk right now. I'm doing anxiety girl shit. And oh it's gosh. like rereading my email for the fifth time before I hit send like, yes. is there enough exclamation points? Do so I seem cheery enough?
1: <laughs> yes. I saw that and it was like, that. they're also so relatable. Yes. Um, I saw one. It was like, this, it, it really touched close to me. Um, it was like, can't talk right now. I'm doing anxiety girl shit. And she had like 10 post it notes all over her desk and like different pads everywhere and was like just constantly writing down lists and constantly writing down thoughts. And I'm like, oh my gosh, who recorded me? I did not <laughs> give consent for that. Uh, but I, even I think thinking about the anxiety girl shit. That that is also another powerful way for us to talk about the experiences that we are having, um, and maybe kind of what's the right word I'm looking for? Uh, Give exposure to them. I'm blanking on what. Sure. I feel like
0: with the anxiety girl shit, it's like we're destigmatizing and we're normalizing having anxiety. Yeah. um, Because it. It's like, okay, well, you know, I might reread my email five times to make sure I sound pleasant enough, which is like a whole other patriarchal thing that we can get into on a different day. Yeah. But someone else might be like, oh, I do that too. Um, Or I see a lot of TikToks. It's like, oh, like these are symptoms of ADHD. And it's like, oh, like I didn't know that. Like I probably have ADHD and I didn't realize. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I actually have seen a lot of TikToks. This whole episode has just, like, it started off with um, uh, Megan the Stallion, we love you <laughs> segment, and now it's all about yeah. TikTok, but it's important. Um, I also saw, a, I've seen a lot of TikToks recently about people who are recording their experiences of recognizing that they meet a lot of the criteria of different human experiences like ADHD or anxiety or, you know, maybe not realizing previously before kind of seeing other people share about their own experiences that, hey, these things that I already do every day or that are a part of my life actually are something else. And I Mm -hmm. didn't realize that before. So I, I do think that's interesting, especially us as therapists, you know, how many people are having these kind of realizations of maybe I do have ADHD and I've just been really resilient and kind of have adapted and figuring out how to get myself through it and whatnot, but kind of having more of that, that exposure and kind of um, mm-hmm. decreasing the, the stigma. Yeah. Hmm. But that anxiety girl sound is so funny to me and so relatable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it, I saw one and I think this is like you <laughs> might relate to this one really well. And it was a girl who was like, I "Can't talk right now. I'm doing anxiety girl shit." And she was sitting in her car, and it the words popped up and said. 45 minutes early for an appointment because I didn't think I'd have enough time and I got up at 6 a.m. and I left my house an hour early and it was only 10 minutes away. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so funny and so so real for so many people.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So between hot girl shit in terms of uh, how it can be kind of self-deprecating or self-destructive. I also have been seeing another trend that has kind of evolved from doing hot girl shit. And it is, and I think we've we've touched upon it already, but it very much is kind of the the hard parts of, Mm -hmm. or maybe the more, more, intentional or the parts of kind of taking care of ourselves that take a little bit more effort you know of kind of going to like you said going to therapy resolving our trauma it's also been the stuff um kind of normalizing experiences that humans have of I, I saw one and I really hope that you've seen it also or that someone who's listening has seen it and it's like can't talk right now. I'm doing hot girl shit. And she's like bent over the bathtub with a razor and she's trying to shave down there. And she's like, I can't, oh gosh. It's, but like, that's so funny. I don't, I, you know, she's reaching for a part that's hard to reach and whatnot. And I'm like, well, who hasn't had that experience of trying to figure out how to get to specific yeah. parts of our body? You know, I've, I've seen people, um, like changing their tires, you know, just really paying their bills or having like the direct deposit come out for paying their bills, you know, Mm -hmm. just really kind of confronting the other ways of kind of taking care of ourselves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And you know, that, I consider that to be hot girl shit, you know, like I said earlier, it's not, it doesn't always have to be all like, fun and games, I guess, of like, oh, like, I put lashes on, and, like, I'm gonna go on TikTok and do the Busset Challenge, like, mm. it's also, like, doing the shit that we don't want to do, because we know we need to do it, because we know it's important and good for us.
1: Yes, and owning it, even when it's yeah, hard, it. you know, even when it's difficult, but definitely kind of being proud of the experiences that we're already having, and kind of giving ourselves permission to have those experiences without feeling shame or feeling judgment mm-hmm. um you know not kind of taking in that stuff from anyone else right yeah well that is a lot on hot girl shit what kind of hot girl shit are you going to be doing or did you do this week and will you be doing this weekend the hot girl that I'm doing this weekend, cleaning my apartment, because I do that religiously every
0: weekend because mm-hmm. I don't have much else to do. I'm going grocery shopping. I don't feel like doing that. I've been eating takeout for the last two days because I don't have groceries. So I need okay. to go to the grocery store. Um, which also includes meal prepping and just like getting myself together for next week, like you know, filling out my planner, making sure that I have all of my appointments booked at the right time. Um if you know, you know, like if you're a healthcare provider or just work in any setting where you need to have an appointment booked. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, all, all the boring hot girl
1: shit. I don't think I'm doing any fun hot girl shit this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> well, boring hot girl shit is also an important hot yeah. girl shit, especially, you know, those ways of kind of taking care of yourself, whether it's personally making sure you have food to eat, making sure your appointments are set up, you know, kind of. It sounds like a lot of the hot girl shit you'll be doing this weekend is also future Megan or helping yeah. future Megan out as well, too. So that tomorrow and next week and all throughout the rest of the week, you will feel kind of prepared and, and, mm-hmm. and more confident in taking on the day rather than being like, oh, shit, I have nothing to eat tonight. Like, or, Yeah,
0: you know. I took chicken out of the freezer. So we're we're having dinner, ladies.
1: it's so important what are you gonna do with your chicken um I bought
0: this like Cajun Creole seasoning so I'm gonna saute the chicken in that
1: with some veggies and some potatoes I'm very excited that sounds so good spicy we like a woman who uses spices and seasoning (laughs) we season our food in the south yes we do that's fun do you have any hot girl shit planned Do I have hot girl shit plan? Um, I don't have much hot girl shit plan in that I also will be going grocery shopping um, for the same reason, but we do grocery pickup, which is even so much Mm. better. I went through this bout where I could not go to the grocery store. like It was just too much sensory overload, lights, Mm -hmm. camera action, all of that. I just couldn't handle it. Um, and, but then I was like putting myself through that every week. And I'm like, why am I, why, what confused? Why do I keep doing this? You know, let me make it easier for myself. And it sounds so simple as I'm saying it now, but it wasn't simple while I was going through it. Um, but it wasn't until my therapist kind of suggested that I just plan ahead and kind of prepare my, cart for pickup throughout the week, rather than feeling a lot of pressure to do it over the weekend. And I'm mm. like, Hmm, why didn't I think about that? So right. again, something that sounds so simple. So I will be doing a BJ's that's a grocery store BJ's pickup <laughs> order. <laughs> took me a minute. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, um, I'm going to be getting my, this is some other hard self-care, I guess, going to be getting my taxes in order, doing my Mm -hmm. business taxes. That Mm sounds really not fun, but it is needed. And avoidance, I've had to have a conversation with myself from our conversation last week, kind of carried in Mm -hmm. that avoidance is not helpful long-term or healthy. So that is on my hot girl agenda this weekend and hopefully Goodbye. getting a really good hike if the weather goodbyes. Uh, yeah. so yeah well we hope that all of you who are listening have enjoyed Megan and I talking about what it means to be a hot girl how to fully kind of embody being a hot girl doing hot girl shit All of the offspring trends that have kind of come out of that. Um, Allowing yourself to really kind of own your experiences. Noticing when it's hard to maybe own them because Mm -hmm. of so many different reasons. Kind of seeing how you can kind of sit with that discomfort and vulnerability. Um, What else did we talk about?
0: No, I a, patriarchy came up. It was real oh, subtle. Yeah. But it came up. It comes up every time.
1: <laughs> and and you know what I love most about this phrase, this statement, this affirmation of doing being a hot girl or doing hot girl shit is that it is the complete liberation of women or Yeah. Anyone that isn't just a, a woman, but anyone who wants to use that statement, that phrase, you know, that mantra of this is what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm embodying it, embodying it more of a action um, mm-hmm. that, and it completely goes against the patriarchy. And I love that. I yeah. Love it. <laughs> I love it. You love to see it. Yes. And it is a cultural reset, and we needed it, and I'm so glad that it's here. Um, and, yeah, I hope everyone enjoyed talking about it. If you liked this episode, please let us know. Let us yes. know what hot girl shit you like doing, um, the easy stuff, the hard stuff, the fun stuff, the not-so-fun stuff. We would love to connect with all of you. And
0: yeah. I feel like you always wrap it up so well, but I'm just like, <laughs> I'm
1: here. <laughs> you opened it up so well, so I'm, I'm taking this out in a positive way. Awesome. But we hope all of you take care, stay safe, stay warm, or stay cold, depending on wherever you're at. And listening <laughs> to this, um, be well, and tune in next Tuesday for the next Sit and Heal episode. Thanks for coming. Love having you guys here. Bye. Bye.